Welcome back to another episode of The Silent Battle. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. Today is going to be another great segment. Again, I am your host, Erica Honeycutt, and today I will be interviewing Troy Warren from Las Vegas, Nevada. Troy has an autoimmune disease called neurosarcoidosis. His body is attacking his cranial nerves. The left side of his face is paralyzed with his eyelid closed and his right eye is in a locked permanent position. Today he is going to share his raw and candid story about his journey with neurosarcoidosis and how he manages his symptoms. Also, he will give us some tips if he has any on what may help you all out there to live life more easily as we battle our autoimmune diseases. Let's get started. Welcome, Troy. Thank you for being part of the Silent Battle podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. Troy, can you again tell our listeners the name of your autoimmune disease and share your story with us regarding when this autoimmune disease showed up in your life? So it's neurosarcoidosis. And basically what that means is my body's attacking my cranial nerves. The left side of my face is paralyzed. That's the reason why sometimes it'll, it sounds like I have a speech impediment because half my face isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, it showed up about this time last year in the, fa- in the form of my face starting to droop. Um, mm-hmm. At first we thought we, it was just Bell's palsy. Um, you know, I was trying to get in to see my doctor, but by June... Um, the eyelid shut, things were starting to happen, I knew something was wrong. I was finally able to get in to see my, my primary care physician in August, the, er, the first week of August. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's, that's when everything took a turn. Um, it started getting worse. Um, I have fired a couple of neurologists because they just I was getting dismissed. Had a couple stints in the hospital because of this. Um, to where I am now, finally, I have a neuroautoimmune disease specialist out of LA or out of UCLA that's uh, working with me. So I think I'm on a path to figuring this thing out, figuring out how we can start reversing some of the effects. Wow! Is the specialist um, in UC at UCLA or is is was he or she the one that diagnosed you with the neurosarcoidosis? Uh, no, so it was uh, my neuro, uh, my neurologist here when I was in the hospital when my jaw, when everything started locking up mm-hmm. um, in January, I ended up in the emergency room here in, in Las Vegas and I met a neurologist by the name of uh, Dr. Gabriella uh, uh, Gregory. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, she was the one that finally narrowed it down to either Miller's Fisher's disease, which is kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. and uh, the neurosarcoidosis that she, that she uh, diagnosed me with. However, she wanted a second set of eyes, so she sent me down to UCLA. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I love about this doctor. Like, she's not all that the bucket of chicken wings. Like, she knows she needs to get some help, so she sent me down to UCLA where I met um, Dr. Williamson. And... Mm-hmm. I just met him last week. Um, I'm doing a whole battery of tests so we can confirm what that I do have the neurosarcoidosis mm-hmm. and then we can figure out, and if I don't, where we need to go and what treatments I need to, to make this happen because so far the treatments that I'm working on or working with are not, they're not working. So, well, uh, and, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, because this has been... 
you know, eight, nine months of misdirection, missteps, um, misdiagnosis in the beginning. Um, that has to be frustrating. Oh, beyond measure. However, what I have learned about autoimmune diseases is it takes like maybe a year, year and a half to even get them diagnosed and then another year or so to get the medication right to heart, you know, to manage the effects. That is, that is so true. It takes a while just to pinpoint a diagnosis. Um, you know, as someone who had an autoimmune disease, um, before I got my lung transplant, I had a, a lung, lung autoimmune disease, um, nonspecific interstitial pneumonia, and it took forever to get a diagnosis. I was misdiagnosed a couple of times before they even got a diagnosis, which prolongs, um, you know, treatment. And so, you know, it's, it is, it's very frustrating. I, I understand what you're going through. Yeah. Cause so, so sarcoidosis in and of itself is actually a disease of the lungs. Right. The neuro version of this that I have, I guess I'm special K because it only affects about 1% of the planet. Wow. So they don't have a lot of information on it so at the same time we're attempting to figure this thing out i'm kind of a guinea pig which i'm fine because i this this absolutely sucks mm -hmm. and i'm hoping we can figure out some stuff and then help the next person that gets it it's very very rare i my goodness i mean i've yeah. i've heard of sarcoidosis but never neurosarcoidosis correct um now in the beginning because I know you said this is, I mean, pretty much this is really recent because you've only been battling this for maybe about a year, You, I, yes. I would say. About so, a year. Um, in the, did you have, like, any signs that something was about to go wrong with your face, like any numbness in your face or any tingling or, or anything? Or did it just, you know, just come out of nowhere? It literally came out of left field. Um, wow. You know, the face started drooping and then, it just started going downhill from there. Just woke up one morning like, wow, what the heck is it? You know, I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. And I'm like, and I looked at my wife and I'm like, is my face proofing? And it's, and it's sure. nothing. And, and it, it's, uh, no type of stroke or anything like that. No, no. I've been tested for all that. No strokes. Wow. Wow. Um, now I know that you said that the treatments that they've been trying to, or that they've been treating you with, they're not working. Uh, can you tell us more about the treatments that they're they're trying to help you with? So in the beginning, so I will tell you this: when this thing started full bore, when the eye closed and stuff, I started getting headaches. Mm -hmm. And so to put the frame of reference for me in headaches, um, I'm 58 years old, and I've you know I've been a mechanic my whole life, retired. Um, all of my headaches have been alcohol-induced, mm -hmm. straight up. I've never had a problem with headaches. I've always been from drinking too much when with my buddies on the weekends or whatever. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I started getting migraines. Mm. I mean debilitating migraines. And so in the beginning, when we finally got a diagnosis on this thing, I was using basically Tylenol three prescription Tylenol mm -hmm. to take the edge off to, to be able to function in society. But when we finally got a diagnosed, they put me on prednisone. Mm. Well, prednisone is a 
good steroid. However, it definitely has some side effects. Oh, yes. However, one of the good things that happened for me is it got rid of the headaches. Um, so I haven't had a headache probably now in about three months, which is, which is really good. However, the other side of that story is, you know, there's always weight gain, the possibility of, of, uh, being thrown into diabetes, right? different things of that nature, because it's, it has a very high habit of doing that. So immediately when I looked at the side effects of that, so talking about managing side effects, I immediately went to a keto gluten-free diet mm. to attempt to, so I changed exactly what I eat, when I eat, how I eat, what I eat, everything. So far, so good. I've only put on in, in six months, I've only, or five months, I've only put on 15 pounds, which my doctor's absolutely elated with, and I am nowhere near being diabetic. That is good. That is great. So, so in an attempt to jump ahead of the game, I absolutely changed my diet, and that is one thing about autoimmune diseases, man, you have got to watch what you eat. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, get rid of the, you know, the, the high sugars and the carbs and stuff like that, because, man, that will really, really mess with you. Yes. Um, however, I've been on, so when I was in the hospital and she did this, I did what I called 1,000 milligram ID bombs. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the prednisone to get a head to to get a jump start, mm -hmm. and then up until April seventh, I was doing sixty milligrams orally of prednisone a day. So you just know mm -hmm. how much that is. Most people do five to twenty milligrams. I was doing sixty. Oh yeah. And then when it I figured out that it wasn't working, so she she started backing me off. So I'm doing 50 milligrams now, but I'm on an immune suppressor now, mm -hmm. which is the next level, which comes with its own set of side effects that could happen, you know, infection, everything. Because now we're messing we're messing with the immune system. Right. Um. So, and that's what I'm currently on until I get through this next battery of tests and, and Dr. Williamson figures out where we need to go what, at UCLA. What adjustments have you had to make during your daily routine because of the neurosarcoidosis due to it affecting you physically? Okay, so when the eye locked up, um, my right eye locked up and I, I couldn't drive anymore. Like, like my doctor did not take me off. I removed myself from driving mm -hmm. because I'm one, I did not want to hurt anybody and I did not want to hurt myself just in case because I, I, I'm not able to see peripherally. So what that has changed literally for my family um, right now, the biggest thing is my wife brings me to work in the morning mm -hmm. and my mom comes and picks me up in the afternoon. I can still work because um, I sit behind a desk and run a shop. Uh -huh. And my company's been very, very supportive of this whole thing, especially my immediate boss. He's he's, he's been a unbelievably big support. Um, that's wonderful. But that's been the big one. Um, I don't go out and eat very often um, because eating, I mean, food just falls out of my mouth. It just it's it's very difficult to eat. So I've had to really slow down and change the way I eat. Um, I only eat soft foods now because only half my jaw works. I've already cracked two teeth. 
um, and it had to have them removed because one of the side effects of this, because one side of my jaw is working and one's not, and when I'm chewing, it off kilter. Sure enough, boom, crack, chipped a tooth, crack, chipped a tooth. Got so I'm I'm down two teeth already. Wow. So it's it's challenging. Um, I mean, I'm sure it is. It, I mean, it sounds like it, and not only is it physically challenging, I imagine it's mentally challenging for you as well. Um, how have you? Um, how's your mental health been since you've been going through all of this? So, all right, so I'm going to get a little vulnerable here, but... Please. There was a couple of times where I just wish I'd... I just wish I'd go to sleep and not wake up. Like, mm -hmm. I'm done. I just... The, 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 the numbness and then the nerves doing their things and I just my face hurts sometimes and... yeah. I was just, I was just done. However, there's one thing I've got in my life is my wife. And I've been with her for 29 years and she saved my life. Oh. And, uh, I'm telling you, she pushes me like nobody. And, um, uh, she's the reason why I'm here today. And now I'm, I'm pretty much through all that. And now I'm to a point where I'm just pissed off. And I just want to find out what I have so I can deal with it. But yeah, it, I'm a pretty strong guy, but yeah, this was, this has been tough. Well, I mean, it would be tough on anybody going through this. I mean, it's not fair, you know, and it, it just, it, it just hits you all of a sudden and changed your whole life upside down. But the important part is, is that you don't give up and you keep fighting uh, to figure out what's going on fighting for you you know being an advocate uh for yourself and for other people out there who are dealing with this i mean you don't know how much this interview is helping you know the next person out there that's that's dealing with this so i mean you're very brave very strong and i'm proud of you for just coming on here and and just sharing your sharing your story with me yeah so one of the things that i figured out you know, I just, you know, the whole not fair thing. Like, I, I, I went there for a second. Yeah. I refuse to be a victim to this thing. And um, now, and so the, my, my, my biggest thing now is, is I will not let the fear of death, because I've, well, we'll get to that point. I will not let the fear of death drive my will to live. And, yeah. And that's the attitude that you have to have. And oh, yeah. you you have to remain positive and keep pushing and don't give up. That's the one thing. Do not let this beat you. Um, you know, don't give up. You know, don't go down without a fight. Um, and the next question I was going to ask you was about how's your family adjusted to you having the neurosarcoidosis and how's your support system. But it seems like, I mean, you have an amazing wife. Um, an amazing mother. Sounds like you have support all around you. Your work, you know, it sounds like you, you, you have an incredible support system. So I'm one of the lucky ones because I know people that have some autoimmune disease that don't have this. And uh, I reach out to them from time to time and make sure that they're doing okay because I've got a few friends around me that way. Mm -hmm. And I've, I'm finding out now that they know I have, they're like, well, hey, I have this and, I, you know, I have this and and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 
seems to be I'm one of the fortunate ones because I'm on an autoimmune page on Facebook and it I put that post out there and there was a couple that climbed on there that have lost relationships because they thought their their other their partner thought that they were lying about what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. But see, I have physical outward symptoms of my autoimmune disease, right? And not all autoimmune diseases have that. No, they don't. And so it can, it can definitely be frustrating for the partner not to see, but they just got to understand there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Yes, it can and, be. And, you know, be there to support your spouse or your partner or whatever. And, yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones. What do you think is most important for our listeners that are battling their autoimmune diseases to know? That you have to be your own advocate. You cannot depend upon the medical industry to help you or do things for you. You have to follow up. You have to call your doctors. Like I have my my primary care physician and my neurologist, I have their personal cell numbers. Now mm-hmm. I don't abuse it, but when there's a problem, I can text them and we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I am constantly on the phone, or my wife is as well, with the insurance companies to get the approvals through so we can you know, continue moving forward with different diagnosis and, and treatments and different things of that nature. But you have to be your own advocate. You yes. cannot depend upon anybody else to do it for you. Absolutely. I, I, that is so true. And do you have anything else that you want to share or, or add to today's segment? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Um, you know, just, there's going to be dark days. Just know you'll get through them. Um, I did. Uh, you know, just, <laughs> therefore, by the grace of God, go I. That's, that's what I said, because I'm still here. You know, I had an episode in, uh, about two weeks ago where my disease caused, uh, pulmonary embolism. Mm-hmm. basically blood clots and it was so severe that the urgent care doctor said I'm surprised you woke up today and that was like the world stopped for a minute it's like what yeah like and then I when I got I mean I was an immediate ambulance ride to the emergency room to the hospital I got wheeled to the front of in front of everybody the nurse is looking at me and she's going I cannot believe you're talking to me. People like this are not usually awake. And so, therefore, but for the grace of God, go I, I'm still here, so I'm still fighting. Fight, fight, fight. Just fight. Absolutely. Troy, again, thank you so much for coming on here today with me and allowing me to interview you. Um, It was such a pleasure talking to you and I know this interview really educated and helped a lot of listeners out there. Well, I hope so. And if there's anything else I can do, please reach back out to me because I'd like to stay in touch and help. I sure will. Remember, if you out there have any questions or comments, please email me at thesilentbattle2022 at gmail.com. And always remember, life is tough, but so are you. Everyone have a great rest of the day. Thanks again, Troy. Thank you.